When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now entering Nerdist.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to 00-something. What episode is this? This is 007. Holy shit. Yes. I am so excited. Oh, my gosh. And this is one that we're recording close to its air date because we've fallen so far behind. Yep, extremely close to its air date. Yeah. And uh, this is this is kind of a crossover. This is the first time Scott Moser and I have ever been on a podcast that wasn't Phoebe together. Really? Welcome. Oh, is that my, my moment? <laughs> I didn't know Scott if I was going to get a bigger... A better intro than Ladies that. Ladies and gentlemen, oh. <laughs> you might know him. One of the uh, producers of the wonderful documentary Band Called Death, available on Blu-ray currently, now playing in well, some cities. To... Hang on, I'm right. plugging. We plug everybody. I'm going to oh, plug okay. your shit. Uh, you can also catch... Uh, this comes out uh, this Thursday, which is October 17th, Boy, I think. You're asking a lot of me. Uh, and uh, if you just wait a little bit, you can go to the theaters and see a movie that this guy worked on called Free Birds. Yeah, mm. November 1st. He uh, went in there, did some writing on it. They're like, Scott, we need your help so badly. Now you have a writing credit on this. <laughs> I do. Well, exactly. <laughs> Finally, somebody needed it that badly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listeners of James Bond, I don't know what kind of a crossover there is with the Feeb audience. I'm guessing not much. Uh, hey, me, I don't partially. Know. Yeah, how about that? Matt, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, Scott and I have discussed Thunderball on the uh, on the old uh, Feeb. We did not well. We didn't look down on it too much, but we actually kind of. Well, hated yeah. It. Let me get straight on this. Though. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I know you and I are. We're lukewarm at best on this film. Yeah. I know. yeah. And what about you, Scott? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, this is why I watched it yesterday. And, and so I went on iTunes and I grabbed it. And my first thing was like, it's, it's 130 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why? Yeah. Why? How could it be that long? It's 130 long. Let me it's ask this. It's 130 long minutes. Yeah. Was there any? And it's never exciting once. I know. Did any of us not find it a chore? This is weird because, you know, maybe second only to On Her Majesty's Secret Service, I find this to be one of the most polarizing Bond films. Some, you love it or you hate it. Yeah. Because I feel like already there's been a bunch of people tweeting at us saying, I can't wait for Thunderball. I love that film. I love that film. Oh, we are going to tell them. What that is. We're going to let them know what's up. I did not. Movies. I did not write down awesome. <laughs> <laughs> In the way that. Uh, well, I mean, some of those boobs. I will say that. I did say that to Matt. <laughs> the the, I, I, the I, women are fantastic. I said great boobs. Yeah. <laughs> great boobs in this Fiona. room. There's a lot of, and like they're sizable. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. A definitely like. I feel like that's what Cubby was into, right? Yeah, they had their own sort of physics. They blew all the too. money on boobs. Yeah. 
In the way that uh, our sharks. Amanda and Maria episode contrasts with uh, the mm-hmm. Alley in Georgia, uh-huh. this will contrast with the Casino Royale episode because that was a huge love fest yeah. last time, and yeah. this will probably be a little bit of a... You know, yeah, we love... Matt and I love James Bond, but we're realists about it. Mm-hmm. Like, we understand when stuff doesn't fly. Scott? I, I'm, not an, I'm not that... I mean, I like... I haven't watched one of the older ones in a while. It makes me... It does make me want to go back and watch some of the other ones. Well, this is something we ask. Holy shit. <laughs> We ask all. Uh, Can I just say too that this is we're, we're entering a really tough time for me. These lesser Conneries and then the Brosnans. I don't know how I'm going to make it through uh, this. You know, that's the way our schedule is going. I am dreading. It's going to be a I'm rough dreading few weeks. Die another day. I am so dreading. It was. Oh. It was really rough. Like I would watch a scene. I was like, Why is this happening? And then I'd be like, Like there's a scene where he's like, <laughs> it just it really really felt like a movie that was like. The, remember how Robert Rodriguez made El Mariachi and it yeah. was like I got a turtle and a bus uh-huh. and a gun yeah. it was just this like this is what we can do we got yeah. an underwater camera yes. yeah. a helicopter and a jet some pack. sharks yeah. and a jet pack I also yeah. love that they uh, I'm it's, assuming and I didn't read up on it at all but they're really killing sharks it is oh yeah it's like an episode of Chopped they give you a certain amount of agreements <laughs> yeah. and make, a, make movie. a movie yeah it's like the 24 hour film festival or yeah, 40 yeah, hour, yeah, whatever yeah. the hell it was yeah, well it's right. like the opening scene it's like, I didn't even understand what was going on. He's at a funeral. And the next thing you know, he goes to this house. And then it's like, and I'm used to James, you know, the new movies are just like parkour and fucking yeah, like, right, like yeah. crazy shit. And this one is just like, we got a room. We got some old furniture, <laughs> a vase. And a guy that's going to play a lady. A guy in a frock. And, and, <laughs> guy in a frock. Because it just cuts, keeps cutting to them going like. Throwing things at each other. Yeah. Well, let's in, in high speed. Let's Sorry. think about this. Right. It's the uh, well. First of all, we like to ask uh, all our guests first. What was your first James Bond movie? What did you see first? Oh, what was the first one? Um, I remember I saw Octopussy in the theater. That was my first. In the yeah, theater. yeah. I think that's the first one I saw in the theater, and I don't. Remember. That was you. You guys are that very. Was me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I our first hand it. job and our yeah. first James Bond film. Anonymous <laughs> hand jobs. <laughs> he was playing at the Pussycat Theater, the Octopussy Cat Theater, and uh, I was in a raincoat. Yeah, <laughs> really special. Oh my god! Wow, closure. <laughs> <laughs> closure with Mosier. Like, why is that? Why is that ten-year-old in a raincoat? Oh, I don't know. Because uh, I had to come in on his shoulders because so he looked like, a, like, a, like an adult. <laughs> How old are you? And I was just pants up to my neck. <laughs> How old are you? Uh, Forty-two. Oh, okay. I'm forty. So we're yeah. yeah. Right. That, that <laughs> old fucking <was>, Jesus, guys. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. What you was your first? One? My octopusy was the first one I saw in the theater, and then yeah. I pretty much think I saw quite a few in the theater. The first yeah. one I ever saw in the theater, I think, was, uh, that was Gold, bef- GoldenEye. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. That was before, uh, what do you call it, right? Um, the Never Say Never Again, which yeah. is a non- Well, that was the yeah. same, that was the year, right? It was the same year. Oh, okay, yeah. so I saw them both in the theater. Yeah, I guess I must have, too, but that one came out later, right? Octopus, yeah. came out first. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, beat it in the box office. That's right. Which we'll we'll get to uh, when oh, we eventually do Never Say Never we, Again. We should settle that, because that's been the most asked question. We will, of we'll course we're doing that. it. It probably is a bonus episode if on the show. If Sean Connery shows up as James Bond yeah. in any way, shape, or form, we will cover it. It's yeah. just our duty as James Bonding hosts. Yeah. Um, so you saw Octopussy. Did you love it? Did you hate it? I I, I liked it. I mean, yeah. I, it was a it was. I remember the advertisement series in that little plane, and he flies yeah. through the yeah. hangar, and yeah. like... It actually had exciting moments. It did. I love that movie. <laughs> it is so much more exciting than this movie. Thunderball is uh, very interesting. It's the uh, it's the James Bond movie right after the uh, 
what some will call the uh, the, the quintessential James Bond movie. Yeah. Golden Finger, Gold Finger. <laughs> Golden close, Finger. Close enough. <laughs> Golden Finger. Uh, no, so it's right after Gold Finger. Uh, so uh, huge success. Movie's crazy big. I did read that this movie in 1965 uh, turned a profit of 25 Point five million dollars. Wow! Yeah, it was the f- biggest grossing Bond film until Skyfall, right? Yes, that cr- that's get crazy. the fuck out of yeah, here. And the next closest movie profit-wise that year was Doctor Zivago. Oh my god! And that ha- made like six million dollars. What profit. did Thunderball make? Tw- it made twenty-six profit, twenty-six million profit. Jesus! Wow! Isn't that insane? And yet it's Of so... course Connery's pissed off they didn't give him a fucking raise. All right, yeah, now I'm starting to see it. <laughs> of yeah. course he is. On after that one or before that Ever. one? They never gave him a raise. They never gave him a they raise? They just had him on the same contract, and that's why he was like, fuck you guys. And then that's why they had to pay him a million dollars for Diamonds Are Forever, and then he was like, well, I'm just going to give this to Trarity, because fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. You can see his like disdain for this franchise happen. In fact, and you, well, because I was so it. bored with Thunderball, I made a graph. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my how my interest in the Connery Bond films relates to Sean Connery's interest in being in them. All right, <laughs> Doctor No, he's he's fresh, yeah. he's exciting. Oh, Me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's fresh and Great. exciting. It's kind of it. cool. It's new. He's f- from Rush with Love. Oh, he's really found his stride. He's still fresh, but he's got some confidence. Me too. <laughs> Goldfinger, t- top of his game. He's yeah. loving it. He's yeah. just having a good time. Me too. Thunderball. Big dip. Been there, done that. Dips. You only live twice. Huge Same dip. Same with me. Couldn't be interested at all. Diamonds are forever. He is maybe walking dead. He couldn't care less. Conversely, <laughs> my interest shoots and skyrockets up. Because he's so indifferent? Because the movie's so bad, it's one of my favorite Oh, movies. I love it. I love it. It really is. It's, that's, that might be my most rewatched James Bond movie. Same Diamonds here. Are Diamonds are forever. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. it in a long time. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, oh, it's there's a lot it. going on. Plus, Let's, you get to see his ass. Yeah. You know, you, oh, well, really? there's something yeah. we should talk about with this movie. It's got to be the worst screen toupee I've ever seen. Yeah, it's pretty bad. His? Yeah. Yeah. Right? It wasn't that good. I mean, I wasn't... Obs- I, the amount of details that I found so much more distracting. <laughs> That's the least Like, from, from like... It, it was, like... It was, it was... There was, like, a ceiling on everything. It was, like, when he, when he escaped... He beats the guy up, <laughs> and I still don't know why he beats the guy up in the parlor. Oh, in the, yeah. In the dress. I'm not exactly sure. And yeah. he climbs on the roof. He puts on the jet pack to fly 10 mm-hmm, feet. Mm-hmm. Well, he flies I mean, how 10 else feet. are you going to get over the wall? Well, he could have flown over, like, Buckingham Palace. He lit, Like, yeah. he could have gone down a drain pipe. He could have... Yeah, he could have, like, flown to M's office. My favorite thing in anything. that scene is when he uses those reverse water cannons, and it hits two of the guys. But one guy's a good three feet away but he's already doing this like I'm hit by water oh my god he sidles over into the water totally I was watching that too and I was like fucking water hoses yeah I'm like Like, why just shoot him yeah why not you have a license to kill you got like riot control hoses you have a license to hose also at what point does Q add that to the arsenal of the Aston Martin what is it when does he think you know what we might need on this this car water tank this car that has his machine guns it's when it's in his personal storage unit in London Matt I don't See, know. the actors were like, I could not stop laughing because it seemed like they were all not trying to, like, all you had to do is step a foot in either direction yeah. to evade. Or the, not, though, if you're the one guy, don't walk into the water. But they were all just, like, flailing their arms and, like, running right into it. I think it was not a strong beginning. The, uh, <laughs> apparently, the water hose was the crowd control method of choice in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, we know. They I were thought, trying to be topical. Yeah. <laughs> 
Also, <laughs> there's a, there's the couple couple things that really bother me, and like this is the first instance of it in the movie uh, when he lands the jetpack. Uh, I mean, I've seen it in the behind the scenes thing when he grabs the uh, the cooling tubes on the jetpack, and the guy who actually flew the jetpack laughs at that scene because his hands would just burn off oh, if he grabbed oh. the jetpack like that. Gotcha. So he throws in the trunk, the bulletproof screen comes up. But uh, they weren't quite sure what the location dirt would look like, so they just put orange dirt on the back of the Aston Martin. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, it annoyed yeah. the it shit like out of me. I was like, yeah. what is this orange dirt? Yeah. And then it's it's as orange as the blood is red when he gets shot in the leg. Oh. Oh, when he, oh yeah. Oh, it's my God. so ridiculous. I did write furniture fight. <laughs> Super boring. I wrote, let's, let me pull out my Thunder Notes. Uh, I like to add notes to the title of any James Bond movie. I want to make notes. It's really, yeah, it's really exciting. It makes the experience. Yeah, it makes me feel better about myself. Uh, here we go. Here we go. First note I wrote down. Uh, yeah, he stops to throw flowers on the dead person after he's beaten mm-hmm. the lady dressed. Oh, he, he he kills. He like breaks his neck. Yeah, and they, on the way out for no reason yeah. other than the guy was impersonating a woman. <laughs> on the well, way. that was frowned on. He did fight that. So yeah. Really? Yeah, really we're still a few like yeah. five years Homophobia. from Python. Like, gotcha. It wasn't that well <laughs> documented, but he stops to. Uh, he do- he, he doubles. He he stops, goes back, grabs the flowers, and then like just. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, he stops to throw the flowers at the escaper's life. Jetpack happens. Great. Uh, Now, my notes stop. This movie I found the hardest to keep attention. Yeah. But the scene where he calls... Okay, so he gets hurt, right? Like this is this is why he ends up at the Thunderball place. Wait, at the, I, at the... are we moving ahead this quickly? Well, I... what, where are we? Well, I got some notes about this opening. <laughs> Please go, man. I mean, well, the opening is awful. <laughs> it, it, is it maybe the worst opening in a Bond film? Um, or at least just the, the least dynamic, even with the even with a jetpack. Yeah. I wrote with, down even with a real life jetpack. Yes, yeah. no, I wrote but down. It's like, but it's a jetpack is 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 like it's two feet. He right. goes two feet. Yeah, he Even should be, at least like be trying to get to the top of a building or something. Like, yeah. use it. I wrote down why is he fighting Jack Lemon in some like it hot, <laughs> <laughs> and they go under crank crazy on that camera. Everything sped up and there's, oh, it's so there's tons comical. in the movie. Yeah, boat. Oh god, yeah. there's so much undercranking, but there's yeah. weird shit too. Where it's just like wide shots of people walking, I know, and I was like I going, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so glad it's going by faster. Yeah. But like, why? Like, why is everybody suddenly like moving quickly? Yeah. It was yeah. weird. It's crazy. What if they had had it at original, like at regular speed, and then someone at the studio was like, "We need this under 130 minutes." And they're like, "We're not maybe, cutting anything." Maybe oh speed God. up the footage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the other thing too. Every time, and I wish I had downloaded the soundtrack to this movie, but every time they go underwater, even at the end battle. They just play the most soothing oh. music. I can speak to this a little. And they do that. Ba-dum, bum. Yeah. Ba-dum, bum. Because that was the original theme song called Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And Dionne Warwick sang this song. And Cubby Broccoli goes, where's Thunderball? There's no mention of the word Thunderball. And they're, oh. they're like, we got to have a song that says Thunderball. So they ditched the song. And then did Thunderball with uh, Tom Jones. 
Nicely. Was it going to be titled Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? No, it was always going to be titled Thunderball. Oh. The song was called Mr. Kiss. The that's club they Mr. Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been a better title. Yeah. Thunderball is so. Like, it's a better movie. Yeah. It, it's only like <laughs> yeah. one. Yes, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it just the moment where he's like, Operation yeah, that's Operation Thunderball. Yeah. That's the bad guy. Yeah. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I just like hearing his got. voice. <laughs> 100 million pounds sterling. 100 million pounds uh, sterling. Okay, so he gets hurt, presumably. Who's yeah. the girl with him? Uh, I don't know. She's French, yeah. I believe. I thought she was French. Yeah, there's just... Oh, I was completely confused. I'm talking about at the very beginning. Oh, she's yeah, Asian, yeah. right? Isn't she Asian? Who the fuck Just knows? the fact that we don't know. There's no information coming out of that opening. You don't know who the f- funeral's initials are JB. I remember that. Yeah, yeah I, I like, thought it was supposed to be people coming to James Bond's funeral. No. Which they, well, I think you're they do meant to movie. think that just for a second, then they pan up to the balcony and because he has the same initials as you. I don't make and a really bad camera move. Holy shit! Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like and and this the isn't clunkiest camera move ever. This isn't anything anybody needs to email in and explain. It, we're asking this rhetorically. We almost don't want to know because it's just it's, it's just, not going to yeah. make the movie better. Yeah, it really isn't. I'm sure there's an explanation. For what Somebody this should take means, but... fucking Thunderball and do a recut. You could recut that movie into like oh, 90 you can make it minutes. a nice yeah. quick yeah. 120. Yeah. Although you can't you can't do anything with like. That fucking moment of just two armies of guys, <laughs> two armies <laughs> swimming of slow-moving people. Oh my god! Uh, I, I, I fast-forwarded that, and when I looked up on the screen as it's fast-forwarding, I'm like, "Well, this is still moving a little slow." It's amazing. I couldn't believe it as they're parachuting into this thing because it had been it had been ten years since I've seen Thunderball. Oh, really? Yeah, it had been about ten years. Like hmm. when I first got the DVD of it. I, I watched it, and uh, I was like, that's that. Thanks. Uh, so it had been a while, and I actually completely forgot about all the uh, people parachuting in. Yeah. And I saw it in the theaters about 10 years ago, and I have to oh, say wow. it was much better. Much better. Really? Yeah, I don't know how that Better happened. in the theater? I don't yeah. Well, probably because of the hand job. That's right. Yeah. You were there. You were there. Always, <laughs> he was well. I'm always there. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you need a handy. Just think of me. If you're in a theater, even if you don't want it, I'm there. If you like, say Mosier three times, he appears <laughs> yeah, with his hand already on your dick somehow. Uh, hand job genie. <laughs> we didn't even have a guest for today, and we just, his Actually, name we just came up three that. times, and there we, he was. We uh, didn't record the hand job part. Um, Okay, so now he has to. He ends up at a place. Now this makes more sense, much more sense in Never Say Never Again, where he has to go. Uh, he ends up old. at a, he ends like up a at like facility a for sanitarium. Yeah, because he's a little older. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's getting. Yeah, he ends up at a sanitarium. Too many free radicals. Yeah, with Doctor Hackenbush. <laughs> oh jeez. But before that, but before that, they do reveal. They it goes right to the bad guy, right? It goes to the titles, and then it goes oh, right. to the guy pulls up. The guy pulls up on the street. He parks his car, and then yeah. the cop's like, oh, sir, you cannot. And they're yeah. like, oh, of course you can park. Like, the guy's like, you're a bad guy. To establish that he's really powerful, he's allowed yeah. to park wherever he wants. That's what most powerful people do, you know. And then he walks through that, like, insurance Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You just reminded me of the scene you're talking about, because I've forgotten everything about this movie in the <laughs> last six hours. Well, this is the first ever thing that they'll repeat many times where they'll... Spectre will chastise someone, and you think they're going to die, and yeah. they kill the guy next to you. Oh, yeah. No, they did it in From Russia with Love. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always a misdirect yeah. with the Spectre. Is the guy, because I'm not that familiar, is the guy who, like, 
There's that. Then they goes in that scene, and then there's the bad guy with the cat, mm-hmm. who's like sitting behind like what looks like a garage door opener that broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's exactly up. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Ken Adams is like, well, we can't afford to fix the motor, so <laughs> this is perfect. It was just so weird. It wasn't even like it was a interesting screen. It just looked also like, yeah. it was looked like he was like starting the meeting and he was rolling it up, and then it was like. <laughs> and what's strange stuck. about it too is that we've we've seen Blofeld, right? We saw him in From Russia with Love. I had no idea. No, who you he never was. see his face. What? They don't, you don't show his face because it's the guy who plays Professor Dent that plays him in that movie. Uh, so you, never, you don't see his face until uh, until the next one. Yeah, until, Donald Pleasance. Until what Donald Pleasance? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, do you ever see the dude's face? Yeah. Yeah. In the next one and, and then, Diamonds Are Forever and Honor, Majesty's Secret Service. And, when does he die? In not until For Your Eyes Only. Oh wow! You know, cold yeah. opening of that. They, he does not die until the last episode of this podcast. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> By the way, that room that they're recording, where they're doing their Spectre meeting in, yeah. is if you are listening to this, that's what the room looks like where we record our podcast. Yeah, we sit in these exactly chairs. like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Katie, Katie actually is has, behind the little. Katie, she has all yeah, the buttons. You can't she see her can face. Kill, she can chastise uh, Matt and then kill me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, oh. So. Opening titles and songs. Do we need to say anything about? Those? I mean, I love a good Tom Jones. Yeah, I love the I love the opening titles. Are fun. Yeah, they're yeah. cool. Yeah, all right. I love, yeah. by the way, watching this movie to the completion. And then, I think the, I do think the song was a little grasping. Mm. Oh yeah, like it was one of those rhyme things where it's like, what well, rhymes with ball? Oh yeah, like it, it was like anything to kind of yeah. throw it together. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't that bad. I mean, no, it was legend has it too that Tom Jones fainted on that last note that he had to hold. <laughs> Really? Yeah, that's the story. Do you know that Johnny Cash recorded and submitted I, a song? I do. I own it. It's unbelievable. Is it <laughs> Wait, what? You don't know The it? recording you exists? It? Yeah, you, I'll bring it up right now. Oh, we are in for a treat, it's, listeners. It is a as country and Johnny Cash as you can be, oh. but with some tr- trumpets and horns in oh, there. Oh, But is God. it like it's Thunderball? It's something, it wasn't even something they approached him about. It's like, uh, yeah, he I just want to write it. a song for the Jim Bond. I like James Bond, and <laughs> I'm going to do Thunderball. Uh, hold on. Here it comes. I've got a bunch of unreleased Bond songs. I'm, I'm extremely excited about this. Okay, here we go. Ready? So far, it's wow. pretty awesome. I fucking love this. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! There's a rumble in the sky, and all the world can hear it call. It's so spaghetti western. They shudder at the fury of the mighty thunderball. <laughs> I love this. That's amazing. Power of her engines now is drowned in the sea. Is he, is he referencing words from within her is somewhere running free? I don't, I don't think he knows what it's about. Unless he read the book or something. Thunderball, your fiery breath can burn the coldest man. Fiery breath. And who is going to suffer from the power in your hand? Where there is a okay, I'm going to transition us to a little bit of Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang. Oh, please. Okay. Here we go. Oh, that is Bondy. I think I've heard this. Oh, 
he, this is some struggling rhymes too. You'll hear. Also, there's like forty second intro. I don't have a problem with that. when they reference themselves. This is how long this goes on before she sings. This is like Thunderball. (laughs) (laughs) Would have been perfect. (laughs) Oh my god. He's tall and he's dark and like a shark he looks for trouble that's why the zeros double Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang it sounds almost he's like Dr. And he's Seuss. Smooth. Yeah, it he's really does. It sounds Yeah, I love this. The I've heard this. A I have not heard this. Mr. I have everything Dion Warwick ever did. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do from now on. Yeah. We'll do a segment that if the movie has an alternate song, I'll play it. All right. Because there's a lot. He cuts through like every day. When does she say kiss, kiss, bang, bang? Loves and leaves them. She does. Here, right here. Right here. Mr. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. <laughs> and then hit us with Tom. I'm going to give you Goldfinger since we've already done that. But Oh, this, this is, is an alternate Goldfinger? Yeah, but it wasn't proposed for the movie it's just anthony newley doing a version of so he was so inspired by the movie that he decided to write his own i think didn't he have something to do with writing the song or something the man with the midas touch i like this and he laughs at one point in this spider's touch that's real boppy when you hear oh i like that time signature change real quick there Beckons you to enter his web of sin. Oh. <laughs> I don't go in. Still do it. <laughs> Scott, it's great. Golden words he would talk. Oh. Scott's rarely seen me be this happy about something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll fade it out, but we'll, there'll be more of that to come. Hit us podcast. with the Tom Jones. Oh, you want Hit us the with Tom the Jones? legit Thunderball, okay. just yeah. so we can All get right. a little context for the average listener who maybe hasn't turned on the movie in okay. a while. One second. <sighs> just play it at double speed. For the, I should say, for the lucky listener <laughs> who hasn't turned on the movie. <laughs> I, I actually, it's, it's, it's a strange watch. There's some pretty weird stuff in it. Oh my god. Tom Jones is quite the Welshman. Yeah. <laughs> is that a compliment or a what? I think it's a compliment. Yeah. I like Wales. Their alphabet's great. So while this is happening in the movie, you're seeing uh, wa- underwater ladies getting a hint that most of the movie's going to be underwater. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. they say the word a lot. Which? Oh, underwater, yes. they oh, go yeah. like turn okay. on the underwater lights. Yeah, they want turn you on the, underwater. the underwater landing lights. I'm like, what? Why would you say that? Open you the underwater lights. hatch. 
This camera shoots underwater, James. <laughs> um, a, a totally random thing, which has nothing to do with James Bond. In one of the scenes was the guy who's in The Shining who plays uh, um, the, the guy who kills his family. Oh yeah, the bartender guy. Or yeah, the, yeah. The guy who was the key, the the innkeeper before him. Oh yeah, yeah, He's yeah. He's in the movie. I Grady? was like, Holy oh yes. shit, Grady's yeah, in yeah. the movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Isn't not the he... bartender. The the guy that wipes him off in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yes. Grady is in the movie. Is he one of the bad guys, or is he at the the? What is he? No, he isn't he? He popped up in, the... in something else too, recently. He's somewhere in there. I was super excited. Yeah. Scott gets excited when anyone from The Shining shows up. You guys up keep anything. talking. That's why. That's why his favorite Robin Williams movie is Popeye. It's true. <laughs> oh, I love Popeye. <laughs> so do I. Don't get me started. So do I. Don't get me started oh, about Popeye. Um, okay, so here's here's this now. So now he's at this uh, this uh, retreat, sanatorium, whatever the fuck we'll call it. Um, yes. Getting uh, track, get some traction happening. The machine that Scott didn't care for. And, oh, the uh, fuck, that like, thing, that what is so that scene weird. doing in there? Cause, it's and he, it's undercranked again. <laughs> well, the POV so, of like, yes. first of all, like his POV turned a clock, yeah. like here's, thrusting here's my towards question the clock. To, uh, both of you, gentlemen, have you have either of you been in traction? <laughs> no. No. Okay. And I don't imagine that it's a machine that simulates humping. <laughs> I have I been, don't believe I that have I've had ever... traction. I've been also, in traction. Also, there are only four movies in. They haven't run out of clever ways to kill James Bond. You don't have to put him in a sex-stretch death machine. You know? Sex-stretch <laughs> death machine is the greatest metal band name ever. <laughs> but then it's like, all it is is like a hand, a random hand comes in and cranks it up. Yeah. And then he starts humping. And the whole time he's going like, hey. And he's like really upset. And then he blacks out. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And then the woman's like, "Oh my gosh, she could have died." He doesn't well, this even is, save let's, himself. Let's just say this: this is this happens uh, after he tries to rape her initially. <laughs> He's really rapey. Right. Well, he extorts <laughs> sex is, from her by yeah, after not the hump after machine. the attempted rape. She saves her his life. Yeah, and his reward for get her is to extort her into well, sex. Uh, then uh, I better not say anything. Let's fuck. It's good we didn't have Allie and Georgia on this episode. <laughs> she he. He kisses her, and yeah. she goes, I'm not into that. She puts him on the traction machine. He's, like, he's he's traction to the point of blacking out, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah. 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 And then he wakes up, and he's fine. And then the girl's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. And he's like, I won't tell my boss if you fuck me. Yeah. yeah. Right now. Yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah. God. That is yeah. serious. And then HR it fucking cuts complaint. him walking out the door, and he goes, see you later. Yes, <laughs> that's the worst the part. Yeah. He just dis- so dismisses him. Yes. 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 So fucked up. He almost rolls his eyes. <laughs> also, like, oh, she's still talking. We're, very, we're skipping so over the scene up. where he uh, sees that some shit's going down at this place he's at. Yeah. just happens to be there. Yeah. Shit's yes. going down. He picks up the phone. He calls up Money Penny. Money Penny at first is like just playing around with him a little bit. And then. He threatens to spank Money Penny by saying, "I'll put you over my knee." And then Money Penny suggests that it would be on yogurt and lemon juice. What the fuck does that mean? No, no, no. She says what she said was he probably doesn't have the like he because he's living on yogurt and lemon juice. He oh. wouldn't. He's not the James Bond of you know steak and whatever <laughs> right. the fuck he eats, where he would oh. be able to spank her properly. <laughs> I, I was playing solitaire at this point. <laughs> Wrong movie. Um, no, she was sort of saying, she was playing back with him going like, well, now that you're eating lemons and fucking yogurt, yeah. you're not man enough to spank me. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to go force a woman to have sex with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
Yeah, this is. I think this is the height of uh, James Bond rapiness. It, yeah, this I think movie you're right. really, really stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah, I think you're right. In fact, I was watching this and through the lulls and through that weird stuff. I had a realization that I may actually prefer Never Say Never over this movie. Well, I was thinking that too, and yeah. I look forward to revisiting it. Yeah, me too. I haven't seen Never Say Never again since it was on HBO in the late 80s. Mm. Like, that's the last time I saw it. Oh, boy. You're I in. haven't seen it since the theater. Uh, oh, that was... Yeah. 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 I remember. It's always... It 30 you know. years ago, guys. <laughs> that's why I love that movie. Uh, okay, so he does some James Bond investigating. He sneaks into this room, right? The guy thinks, like, oh, God, the guy's coming. I'll hide behind this door, pull out my gun. Guy's not going to see me. And the guy goes into the other room, and then he's like, I better get out of here quick, but stops for a grape. This is the second time he stops he to do something unnecessary. I am just so annoyed with this. And then I wrote, my next note was, yes, this is the rapiest movie of all time. And uh, do you think the fire alarm that he hits Maybe on the way out? Maybe next to Cape Fear. Let's delete. I don't know. Okay. I would put those two together. Rape Fear. I don't, I, this is, it's more, it's not even about the rape. It's about, like, he basically has adopted the attitude of just like i don't care what you say to me it's like women are like a dog whistle he just yeah. doesn't hear it and yeah. he's just like i'm gonna have sex with you yeah yeah, yeah. he's so like just like is this he's so, he disregards them yeah. so much is this it's the, messed up. is this the james bond that is born after vesper is this what happens to him it must be yeah who's vesper uh, vesper from casino royale the okay. one that after he screws gets, him yeah, over the woman he falls in love with uh, okay yeah. so it's a reaction like, because I feel well, like he gets you know. super, yeah. super rapey, and then he meets Tracy, and then his rapiness subsides. Right. Right. We're just, so this is the rape years? Yeah, this these is, are the I think these are the rapey years for, for James oh, Bond. Oh. Uh, I have to bring up the mink. The mink love, yes. <laughs> the mink love. <laughs> Because it reduces tension. Oh, I know. I remember from the theater, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. That'd be a great hand job. Oh, geez. We should do it. <laughs> and now the mink hand job. Katie, just don't tell him. There's a, there's a 645 gravity playing over at the Americana if you want to. doesn't going? matter. Have you seen it yet? Yeah, I have, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Have yeah. you seen it? I haven't seen it. We have to see it. Yeah. Well, you guys are going to have a great time. Yeah. We'll we see will. Scott. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. This is now the plot. The plot of this movie sort of starts to take shape, and I use the word plot loosely. Mm -hmm. It's a very thin plot to this movie. Well, should we talk about that? That whole plot, the Kevin McClory, the bet that big controversy. We kind of, or do you want to <laughs> save it for Never Say Never? Because it's got to be addressed, or else we're just not doing our job. Okay, here's the deal with this movie, Scott. Are you familiar with the legal troubles of this movie? The legal woes. Thunderball. Yeah. No. Somebody sued them for. This is a lawsuit that went on from 1966 until 2006. Okay. Yeah, 40-year lawsuit. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. It kept going back and forth and back and forth. This it's, it's appropriate that it's Thunderball that it took that long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, uh, so Kevin McClory uh, was, a, was, a, was, a, was a gentleman who helped uh, Ian Fleming come up with the story for Thunderball. Because they were writing a screenplay. Because they were trying to write a teleplay. Teleplay, yeah, really? that's what I. And then that's there's a I third read. guy too, and I can't yeah, remember. John um, was Thunderball a book. No. Thunderball, no, was not a book initially. Gotcha. It was uh, just done under the guise of let's make a screenplay about James Bond. Let's try and get this to work because Casino Royale had happened, uh, the CBS Casino Royale, and they no one enjoyed that. So they were like, let's try and, this is before Doctor No. They're like, let's try and get a, a story down that would be good for a movie. 
So the three of them came up with this. The idea gets scrapped of doing that screenplay, and they're like, meh, let's do whatever, fuck, okay. So then Ian Fleming's like, well, I need to write another book. No, it was, well, I say, (laughs) I need to write another book. Uh, Perhaps if I just, uh, what's this? I had a golden typewriter. I'm not a megalomaniac (laughs) at all. No. Perhaps if I just put this next to my walking sticks. Ah, yes. (laughs) Ah, Thunderball. Then on to Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. (laughs) Written by Ian Fleming. Only. I've seen I put only there. No it's one will ever. Pronounced Iron Fleming. <laughs> Don't you see? Uh, so he writes Thunderball, which is essentially the story that they all came up with together and releases it as a novel. Gotcha. Prior to the movie. Yes. Prior to the movie coming out. Ah, uh, okay. Kevin McClory sees that. Other guy sees that, and they go, uh uh-uh. uh. And, and, okay, you know, I see where they're coming from. Uh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Uh,. The guys at Eon Productions, they want to make Thunderball be the first movie. That's the, the plan is to make Thunderball the first James Bond movie. But they're like, oh, fuck, this is happening with this lawsuit. Let's do something else. But even when Thunderball comes around in a movie and all of the features I've watched, I get the feeling they're like, they're like you know, will this be a problem? And he's like, no, absolutely not. I, I can't see why any, <laughs> any problem at all. Um, I just this is a story. Yes. I was there. I heard yes. the story. I wrote it down. Is that how stories are made? Would you like a cigar? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they make Kevin McClory exactly. So yeah. Producer, well, here's right? what happens. Soul so James Bond, huge success. Doctor No happens. Goldfinger happens. Blah 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 blah. They're like, we'd really like to do Thunderball. I don't want the chance of this Kevin McClory character going off and making his own Thunderball. So we'll bring him in. Yeah. We'll be the executive producers. This is Albert and Cubby Broccoli and uh, Saltzman. Uh, we'll bring him in as a producer. This will kind of shut him up. We'll pay him some money. We'll get this movie made. Yeah. That'll be that. We'll dust, you know, I think it was like a 10-year yes. thing. Yes. He couldn't touch do. it. He couldn't do anything with it for 10 years after they made that movie. Which also seems weird where they're like just, oh, I'm sure 10 years no one's ever going to. Yeah. James Bond's He'll not going to be viable by, by, then. by then. We'll all be dead by then. Yeah. There's no way. <clears throat> so... Uh, Thunderball comes out. You does know, really well. Does extraordinarily yeah. well. I'm sure it made Kevin uh, fairly wealthy. I'm sure it made the the broccoli's more wealthy and Saltzman. Um, but uh, this guy doesn't go away after ten years. Ten years happens. He goes. Well, now I can do it again. Mm-hmm. Here's Thunderball again. Uh, <laughs> they decide to sue him again. Rigmarole, judge rules. You know what, McClory, you did come up with a story. You can use it. That's this. You you own the story of Thunderball. You and can do. some of these characters like Blofeld. Yeah, Blofeld, and, yeah. Spectre. That's why we haven't seen Spectre again pop up really. Gotcha. Since after that ten year, but yeah. he couldn't use James Bond. He, he could. could. That's oh, the crazy wow. thing. Yeah. yeah, he gets the rights to anything in the story. Yep. Any he, he doesn't get exclusive Q- rights to Bond. But, yeah. Yeah. So wow. here's what happens now. Uh... Some more legal fighting. This is now... So 10 years after this would be 1975. Then that's when Kevin McClory decides, I'm going to do my own movie. And then there's some bullshit legal shit happening. And then finally a judge says, yeah, you can do it. You can make your own movie. And then he goes out and gets Sean Connery to be in it. And that becomes Never Say Never Again. And at this point, Sean Connery, I think, is basically like, fuck broccoli and salt yeah. and they've screwed me i'm gonna do this yeah. what was it he said on carson when carson, yeah, says, when carson said villain? what's your fa- who's your yeah. favorite bond villain sean connery said cubby broccoli <laughs> <laughs> 
Whoa. <laughs> Shots yeah. fired. Because of yeah. money? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah basically. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, it, I, I, I look at it like the whole time. I, I think that it just should have, they should have paid him. Yeah. They should have paid him. Yeah. They want to keep him around. They should have paid him. Yeah. I mean, they were all making so much money that they wouldn't have done anything. And they were just basically line. like, oh, we don't have no, to pay you. You signed money. this contract. It seemed for... different because they seemed to take care of their own. I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering if he just kind of was. If he rubbed difficult. them the wrong way? Yeah, or something. Because they, w- they would take care of everybody so well. And I don't know. Well, we may never know. Uh, we might never know. It depends. Some people will take care of people. As long as they don't ask for it. Yeah. Sorry, I'm pointing at you. Wait, is it me? Jeez. That explains a lot. There are the movie people theater. out there. I, I sat next to you in the movie theater and I never asked for anything. Yeah. I just had a look. Scott, at- you've dealt with difficult actors as a producer. Does, is yes. it, to this, to this, to, when you're doing that, when you're in your brain, are you like, well, fuck you. I'm never working with you again. I mean, if they're if they're hard, if they're bad enough, then yeah. like, yeah, you'll definitely be like, I don't want to deal with it. You know, yeah. it's like, why the headache? I mean, they might have also been like, which you know, you could look at today with Batman or whatever. It's like they might have been like, fuck you, we don't need you. Like right. James Bond is a <clears throat> is an idea, but I feel like as opposed to being this, an actual, they did do that. I feel like yeah. this was yeah. sort of the lesson. I feel, I feel like this sort of paved the way of like, maybe it's not a terrible idea to renegotiate with yeah. these actors. And I think that's sort of what led to like what we have now with the Robert Downey Jr. situation of like, yeah, we'll give you nothing for the first movie, but you renegotiate, sure, we'll pay you because we need you in this movie because mm-hmm. people need to see you. And I think that's sort of what hurt. I would love to have seen it on Her Majesty's Secret Service with Sean Connery in it. Oh wow, because that script yeah. is great. Yeah, yeah, that's and and I would love to have seen him in that movie because I think he earned the right to. But have he might that. have at that point been like, like fuck you, you gotta pay me like. A ass load of money. Well, he did yeah. get a million dollars for a million two, one point two million dollars for Diamonds Are Forever, which is nineteen seventy one. Was he basically just did, when he was done? Was he done? Where he's just like, oh, you know, I'm, I don't want to do this anymore. He was being mobbed like, in Japan like crazy during You Only Live Twice. Yeah, I think the problem it. was that they shot it in Japan. Maybe and so you, you know, blame it on the Japanese. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, sure, yeah, that's didn't. number one. I mean, Hello Kitty, <laughs> Japanese people. <laughs> What's the the studio? Sean Connery retiring from James Bond. There's a studio that's kind of responsible for getting him back. That he really liked Connery and was kind of couldn't understand why the the United Artists guy, right? David something, the guy in all those documentaries. But he didn't really speak. Connery didn't really speak to the producers much on Diamonds Are Forever because he was so sick of dealing with them. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It was very. It's an interesting tale, and I and and a lot of it's sort of explained. Uh, nicely in the Everything or Nothing documentary. Yeah, it is. Which it's is a good, good. It might watch. be on Netflix right now still. It is. Okay. It is. But it's really, it's really an interesting watch because they even cover the whole Thunderball thing. Uh, oh, the the lawsuit. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so in 2006, anyway, that finally got resolved, and Eon bought it. Correct. And they somehow ended up with the Casino Royale rights too. Was that the same suit? Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. They, rocked, they, they, they got everything. Well, what happened back. was they yeah. were going to do in the late 90s. I don't know if you remember in the late 90s, like 97, 98. Sony was ready to go with another series of James Bond movies. Sony a was going to make series? Yeah, Sony was going to make that. a rival series with based Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh based God. on the lawsuit based with Kevin on the McClory, lawsuit. and they were like, "Okay, Kevin, yeah, come on over here to Sony. We can figure this out." And they were going to do a rival series of oh Bond my movies. God. And that created that third lawsuit that lasted till 2006. Wow. 
Thank God it all worked out. Yeah, we're we, all we made we're all it. pretty happy. Guys, as exciting as the tale behind this movie is, yeah. let's talk about the complete opposite. Yeah, the movie. <laughs> the movie itself. Ugh. Except uh, for Luciana Paluzzi. Oh, she is so hot. Which one? Are, Fiona Volpe. Fiona. The, the red. Femme fatale. Well, oh, she was the femme fatale. She yeah. wasn't the... I was a little confused. Me too. The boobs are very similar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I was a little bit confused where it's like, you're talking the one that always wears a headscarf? Yes. Yes. The one that goes, Mr. Bond, James Bond? Yeah. (laughs) I loved that. I loved that. The one that was in that completely, like, like, just another scene that nothing happens where she picks him up in the Mustang randomly. Yeah, and yeah. they drive just... almost a hundred miles an hour. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just a show. Up and it's like it's building, 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 and then all of a sudden she just pulls up in front of the hotel. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's you're supposed to be like, this is very suspenseful. What's going to happen to James Bond? And then, oh, nothing. It's like a little misdirect. But it's not because she's in the car. What's she supposed to do? Also, this movie... I think, just like every James Bond movie, really is just a series of ridiculous coincidences. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, the fact that he... I mean, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I don't want to jump that far ahead. Uh, okay, so let's... All right. Underwater landing lights. I wrote that down. Capitalize underwater. <laughs> the plan is to replace this guy uh, who's going to be flying this plane with two nuclear bombs on it. So they have a guy that get in plastic surgery for two years. He does lessons and then he tries to extort more money out of Spectre, which I feel like Spectre would be like, you're doing it right, buddy. It's in our name. I, yeah. I did like that little exchange. Like, yeah. uh, who else are you going to get? Exactly. Or what do they say? Like, oh, you're the only one that can do it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Plus, I should've, they should have been like, well, you know, it's extortions in our name. You uh, yeah. Buddy, You've shown you great are initiative. doing a great job. Yeah. We got some opportunities for you afterwards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, he takes the plane. The plane, the plane is knock out people with the gas, which is handed to him by uh, Fiona. And then she says, this is the gas. It worked very quickly. Like what you just saw. <laughs> 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 like what you just used. Um, and the plan is, uh, let's get on this plane. So they get on this plane that has two nuclear warheads on it. They're flying it. Uh, it's a NATO plane, so everybody gets to be involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I don't think NATO has a nuclear arsenal, but that's beside yeah, the point. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, they, uh, the plan is to uh, put this gas in there. So apparently on these bombers, there's uh, just a little spot for you to stick gas. Oh, yeah, <laughs> That sure. goes into the air yeah, system. Sure. <laughs> the old container into the dashboard there's trick. A, there's another one for uh, Tang. Yeah, and uh, then just like you guys thirsty, yeah. you guys thirsty. I just got to put in a tang. Is everybody ready? Who's that? That's the guy that sits up front. Oh, the tang That's guy. The guy that sits up front. That like the is tang. The he's like the hookah. Mess hall officer. He's the hookah guy. You guys, I'm gonna go cherry. Oh, God. Guys, you want cherry air? No, we're not thirsty. Guys, I'm just gonna no. put it in this. Uh, Scott, what do you want? You know what? I'm just gonna take us down into the ocean. No, no, no. It's all right, no, guys. No, I'll put chocolate. Down. You want chocolate? No. It's nice. It's a little bitter, Prepare but prepare oh. for impact. Uh, I'm just gonna put it in here. No, it's like Febreze. <laughs> uh, that guy is my new favorite character. Um, okay, so. This ha- underwater thing lands. They cover it up. Why don't they build a run? What? Why don't they-, <laughs> do they build a runway? Because they want. Well, they they just want put lights. Like, why not just have like some in? They just put lights in the water, right? I think it's very clever to do it underwater. Mm. You know, no one's gonna see it. 
Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just gonna do the thing and cover it up. They covered it up nicely. They put the little the netting over. They fucking it. covered it up for twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah it was like that scene was sure. so yeah. long. I was like, they're like <sighs> every underwater scene in this movie is as long as that scene in Star Trek: The Motion Picture when they first get to the Enterprise. I was I wrote down that this scene has portions of silence that equal 2001 but without the like yeah. gravitas or something it just there's well, so it's many just like skill. guys like nailing yeah. stakes in it's yeah, like yeah. we get it it's a yeah. fucking tarp yeah we can do without that it's a tarp that they spent 20 minutes yeah. covering well they needed to show you everything they took a few steps back in the world of editing and then i yeah. wanted to understand like why because later on in the movie james bond's like we've got to find it like he's obsessed with finding the plane and then it's like why like what does it matter well, he just wanted to be. He like wanted, we've watched, right. we've watched, well, like we've watched so it. much of the movie. But from the logical standpoint of James Bond and Q, or rather not Q, uh, MI six, they want to be sure that they have the nuclear weapons because mm. they could just be oh, using right. the coincidence of this plane going down to extort the money. <laughs> okay. So they want to find the plane. They want to find out if the bombs are on it. If the bombs are on it, they're like, great, we did it. Good job, everybody. If the bombs aren't there, they're like, fuck, we might have to pay them $100 million. Pounds. Sorry, pounds. Um, uh, yeah, so Bond goes uh, and decides, I'm going to play Baccarat again. Yeah. I just want to say that at the 40-minute mark, <laughs> it's 40 minutes when I paused, was when they finally were like, here's here's Operation Thunderball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 40 minutes and they're basically like this is what's the movie's about sort of it takes forever oh i wrote down bond think about i wrote i wrote this down and then i didn't remember what the fuck it meant until just now i wrote down bond doing some casual spying with the old shawshank what i meant by that was he cut out a book and put a tape recorder in (laughs) instead of a hammer uh Oh, the scene where he basically, like, he's recording. Yeah, he recorded the room. And he records left. the room, and then there's foot. Yeah. I really checked out because I, I. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I kind of enjoyed that. I enjoyed the playing the tape and watching and the camera following where the footprints would be. Well, I don't even remember this. He comes back after doing something by a pool, and then he. he Opens a book next to the phone, and there's a there's a reel to reel, which which based on the side of that tape would record like twenty minutes. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. But he hits play, and then he hears somebody jimmy the door, yeah. And then he's kind of walking with the recording to pace out. Oh, he went here and then here, and then the CIA guy shows up. The CIA guy shows up at the door, and he's like, "Hey, James!" And he punches him in the gut. Oh, that's right, yeah. Felix. Yeah. Why would he do that? Beach bum Felix. He couldn't just go. Yeah, I think a CIA guy would know one hand over the mouth would mean let's be quiet. Yeah. And then he goes to the bath. He's like, Shh. and then he goes to the bathroom. There's a guy in the the, right. the thing with a gun. I don't know how he doesn't notice that he comes in. He turns on the the water, uh-huh. which scares the guy. Oh, he turns it on, <laughs> but he turns on the hot water, <laughs> which doesn't immediately come out hot. No, I mean, uh, I'm sorry. You don't know this what's going like, on over there in Nassau. 1965. <laughs> and then he beats the guy up. Yep. And then he lets him go. Yeah, sends him back to send a message to his friends. That's right. And then that guy drives back to see what's the guy? Who's the patch? Patch guy? Uh, Largo. Largo. He goes yeah. to Largo's house and then he gets thrown. Oh, yeah. He smacks him in the face <laughs> and then he, they throw him into the shark. Uh, yeah. The shark pool. To establish that there's a shark pool. Yeah. I remember it Which all. Is then I'm not saying I don't remember it all. I'm just saying that. I was bored out of my mind. I checked out. I have to admit, I'm I completely to say. have. Okay, so. <laughs> 
committed every single frame to memory. Thank I'm you. so sorry, wow, Scott. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so now we're now that Bond has been uh, spied on, uh, Felix has shown up. They're aware that some shit's going down here. So what do they do when some shit's going down? Well, they send everybody's favorite quartermaster, mm-hmm. Q, to the to the scene. Yeah, Q shows up. With an attitude towards James Bond as though James has been fucking his wife for years. <laughs> well, and he a, has just a, found out about there's it. There's a lesser known Ian Fleming manuscript uh, <laughs> that deals with just that. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually also called Thunderballs. <laughs> um, yeah, but I found that really... Is that the yeah. first instance of him being so like you're a He's, petulant child? Uh, in Goldfinger, they were kind of like, no, pay attention. Yeah, come seven. on. I never joke about my work, and there's just a little bit of that play. But when this happens, when he gets there, he like, I just felt the disdain on the screen. I thought it was a weird character change yeah. to happen so quickly or seemingly quickly. No one else thought that was weird. Fuck you guys. Maybe he thought it. Maybe it was because he was aware that Bond was more rapey. <laughs> yeah, and he was less. Now try not to rape this camera, Bond. <laughs> well, what if what if Q goes to that therapy hospital a lot, and that woman works on him, and Q has a big crush on her? Yeah, <laughs> she mentioned to him during one of Q's sessions that, do you know that James Bond? Well, I don't want yes, to be indelicate, him. but, but uh, he sort of roughed me around the classroom. Where what my do you mean? Buttocks went up against it, and just that's all you could see. The next time he does that, blow into this. It's called a rape whistle. <laughs> what? Yes. I don't know. It looks like an ordinary ballpoint pen, to but it's actually me? a rape whistle. I'm calling James Bond. No, <laughs> no. I'm trying to help Bond, you. Bond, oh, he's God to damn rape it, me. James! <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Scott. Thank you. Thank you. Thank well, you. Was, we like to sometimes be. That would have been a better scene <laughs> than anything in, in Thunderball. <laughs> now pay attention. <laughs> this is actually a rape whistle. Um, okay, so. What is he giving? Okay, here's what here's what he gets. Here's what here's what Q gives him. We have seen a movie with uh, the amazing Aston Martin DB5 that shows back up here. So what we're expecting is something super awesome, mm-hmm. but what we get is not. Mm-hmm. We get an underwater camera. Yes, a Geiger. It shoots eight. It's a Geiger photos. camera. Yeah. Eight photos <laughs> in rapid fire, a rapid succession. Uh, so close that so so rapid that they look like the same photo. Now what you notice here is that they'll all be blurry, <laughs> <laughs> because it, it's just been waterproofed. It doesn't shoot well underwater. But it's an you know? infrared lens, so that's something, right? Uh, now pay attention. Here's a watch. Uh, now what he gets handed is is the Breitling Geneva. The only time oh. James Bond has ever worn a Breitling. Really? All right, I'm a big fan of uh, watches and He's James got Bond the, watches. Uh, Omega. Right now, I'm wearing the uh, Omega Seedmaster uh, Professional. This is the choice of uh, Brosnan through Craig in the first uh, movie. Mm. Uh, now, this Breitling, only time James Bond's ever worn a Breitling. So, James Bond has worn the following watches. He's worn a Rolex Submariner, that's pretty much his watch of choice in the early movies, a, uh, this Breitling, the Omegas. A Seiko. What? When did he have a Seiko? He had yeah. a, uh, Roger Moore had a Seiko oh, because the, it was the, the live first. It was the first digital watch. That's right, and it's red. Look, I got a Rolex. Yeah. Check that Look out. That's nicely amazing. done, Roly yeah. Bling. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you want to buy the same year Rolex Submariner that James Bond currently is wearing in this movie, and if you want to buy that online with that strap, it'll cost you sixty-four thousand dollars. <sighs> No oh, shit. That's, and that's not the one he wore. It's just I a Rolex. Like, it's I just a version of that. $63,000 in my watch. 
fund that I've oh god is that um, a, yeah I don't I don't know that I'd ever drop that kind of change on a watch but anyway uh, so this Breitling went missing what no one knew what, what happened to Kevin this Breitling McClory. the one that he wore yeah the one that James Bond wore guy at a yard sale this year what? in England what? picks up this Breitling goes huh sees that there's some weird modifications done to it asks to buy it from the thing and the guy's like yeah sure 15 bucks or whatever I was like maybe maybe it was like a hundred bucks because it was a bright link so maybe it was like a hundred pounds this is in England uh, then he gets it checked out and they realize this is the missing James Bond Thunderball Breitling no shit yeah and it went uh, it went into an auction and I never found out how much it made Katie is there any chance you could look that up for us uh, James Bond Breitling yard sale auction. I'm sure that'll bring up something, but uh, that's pretty insane, right? Wow, isn't that insane? Well, here's a crazy. question for you: yeah. Would if that happened to you, would you sell it? No. Would you sell it or you keep, you'd keep it? I keep it. Yeah, I'd wear it. I'd be like, check this out. I'd keep it for a while, then I'd sell it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd sit on it, rainy do some day. buzz. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's your rain. It's your slush. Well, fund. that's your. That's when you can go stay at the Golden Eye Estate. You cash out. Oh, yeah. One hundred and sixty thousand dollars, three hundred. One hundred sixty three hundred eighty. Wow. 160380 dollars. That's how much he sold it for. Jeez. The watch that he bought for a couple hundred pounds. Wow. Isn't that insane. Does it, does it say how much he bought it for? No. No. That uh I think that is interesting though. I mean you've seen a couple of Breitling shows. that's anyway, there's watch nerds out there and yeah. sometimes they care. And you're one of them. Yeah. yeah. There's watch nerds in here. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the sound of a watch nerd? Excreting. Guys, I have uh, four Omegas at home and one Breitling. Do you really? Yep. Do you have a Breitling? Wow. Is it modeled after the one that... No, no. It's a a Breitling cult. And you bought all of them because of James Bond? Well, I bought the Breitling because one of my Omegas was in for service, and I didn't have. But you sp- oh, how are you going to live for two weeks without your? You, you? you see this tan line? <laughs> no, but I see your hair has just been yeah what's turned to mange under there. What is going on? Hmm. Anyway. I'm jealous. I'm only speaking out of jealousy. That's well, all. It I is. mean, the it's only not... Bond memorabilia I own is this shirt that I made. The MV Disco Volant. Yeah. Volante. What is that? Can I can I ask what that means? Marine vessel disco volante. Yeah, that's the oh. name of that's the name of Largo's boat. This is what all these little sailor henchmen wear. Yeah, you see it in the movie. And I know it's just so weird that they're wearing some of because all you really see is the word disco. Yeah. Also, by the way, I would like everyone listening to know that when Omega services a watch, it takes like three months. Oh my god, it's a long time to go without a watch. Wow. And you had a cell phone at that time. I have to. Go. Uh-huh. 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 I see. You mean Ju- in well, June? You when, mean in June? When yes, this shirt has to go into the laundry, I go buy a Tom Ford suit. Because <laughs> <laughs> it takes three months <laughs> to I launder. Like, it does in my household. <laughs> Gorley, I just what? I like watches. No, I'm I'm only uh, jealous. That's all it is. Don't worry. You mm. can do it, too. It's no. not that expensive. You uh, just got to sit and wait for the right eBay auction. Also, I hate the Breitling, so if you want it, let's talk. You can have it. All right. Um... It's too small for my big 
But you bought the Brightling because it had been in a James Bond movie. It wasn't like you chose it. No, I chose the Brightling just on its own because I like Brightlings. It's the choice of pilots. He just gave you a little touch there. I know. He he wanted me to calm me down. (laughs) It's the choice of pilots. Scott, (laughs) more than I ever get here on the podcast. Hey, man. There it is. Phoebe is very physical. (laughs) Like, podcast. We're actually, we're mostly... We actually we don't, have a, we don't stop until our erections go down. Yeah, That's we have we a mic set up where it's like <laughs> we can massage each other, and then we switch. And uh, this is uh, Thunderball, huh? Yeah. Call it Thunderball. Um, the best line in Thunderball, though, is uh, that gun is made for a woman. Do you know anything about shooting? No, but I know a little about women. <laughs> Do you, I love that. Oh, exchange. that was a great line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, yeah he goes to Vargas's house. My favorite. My favorite thing in the whole movie is uh, who is the weird guy? Vargas? Yes. Vargas. Yeah, yeah. He is my favorite part. He's great. That He's scene so where, weird. what's his, the patch guy? Yeah, like What does he say to he him? Doesn't he drink, he doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. What does he do? He doesn't make love. What does he do? And then he just <laughs> sits there really awkward. He doesn't say anything. <laughs> it's so bizarre. <laughs> what? Let's talk. What does Vargas do? What is he into? He's so. I have that written down too. Well, it was so weird because it was almost like he he kind of wouldn't make eye contact, yeah. and he was like sort of shamed because he doesn't what if he, do things. He's an idiot savant, but what he's a savant at is killing people. I guess so. I don't know. He's but he doesn't really kill anyone. Yeah, yeah. I guess he does. He throws those concussion grenades into the water. But did you see how he throws those two? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a girl throw and he just tosses them in the other guys are chucking him down there he just does this little shoulder lob that... does he say a word in the whole thing does he I don't, I don't know, know if he does mm. I feel like he does and he's a my favorite scene in the whole movie is when that guy basic that exchange where he's like he doesn't make love yeah. just, it's like what it's does so he, good it's yeah. just so bizarre like yeah. out of nowhere and the way when you get to the thing where he's gonna shoot Vargas is gonna shoot Bond at that night club that outside nightclub and he puts fiona in front of him and she gets shot yeah but the way he brings the gun from behind the curtain like no human would do just solely for cinematic reveal because <laughs> who would slow. ever line someone up in there <laughs> he's shooting low from the hip so he's doing one of these like this yeah he also just sticks it it's like a it's like uh, it's sticking out from the curtain and he's just like sitting there for so yeah, long it like, doesn't have to be sticking no, out it it's waiting for the, the music to crescendo <laughs> That I love that. That I do love that scene. I now. like that scene too. Uh, which is I like um, the pre- I like the preceding thing where basically they're they're parked in the car and the drunk Jamaican guy is just like, "Come on, rum, oh, have yeah. some," and he sticks his um like they got Bond and he's waving the thing and he smacks the rum bottle and, yeah. and then he fucking she's lighting a cigarette at the same time and he lights it on fire right, and then he gets right. shot and you're like, "That's right," and then he gets shot and he runs into the parade. That girl in the red dress that he takes up to the dance floor first, she's in Casino Royale. She's at the table when he's first playing. Oh, really? In the Bahamas. The one who's like, you should have told me your wife. Yeah. When Fiona comes up. Yeah. Did you know that? That's, um, what's your face? That's in the two movies? Hmm? Oh, she's not in a red dress. Who's in the red dress? No, what I'm talking she's about, just I'm a- talking about the, she's, oh, she's not the main girl that he decides to fuck. Where are you? I'm in Dr. No. In my head, no. Wait, I'm, I'm thinking, talking about Thunderball. Said, when when they're in, they go to that outdoor kiss, kiss, dance. bang, bang. Yeah, yeah. And he brings that girl up in the red dress, and and then Fiona comes up, and yes. then the girl in the red dress goes, "Oh, uh, you're married right. or whatever." That girl is in Casino Royale. 
that lady. Oh, my brain, when you yeah. said Casino Royale, was like, okay, Casino Royale is far too late for her to be still alive. So I'm going to go ahead and put her in oh. Dr. No oh, and no. assume oh, that you, you meant that. Oh, you were thinking Sylvia Trench? Yeah, I was thinking no, no. Sylvia She's in Casino Royale. She's at the poker table in really? the Bahamas, yeah. Oh, the Bahamas poker table. Yeah, she's, she's not, got glasses on. She's not the United Benetton uh, of weird-looking poker players that is at Casino Royale's no, the, main tournament. No, the CD-ROM <laughs> game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the most boring movie in the world uh, has some more underwater stuff. <laughs> Bond's yeah. got to go investigate, okay? And when Bond investigates, he does it real slow. <laughs> oh, and he goes to look at the disco... Disco Volante? And, and, take, and pitch, take pictures? Take eight, yeah. p- eight photo, blurry in photographs? In, in molasses. In rapid succession. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't forget that. This is honestly where my notes stop until the end, because it's just a lot of... Underwater. Well, I think there's some interesting stuff because when he goes to La- when he decides I'm gonna go to Largo's house. Oh, after he this is after he takes those pictures, right? Mm-hmm. He takes the pictures. He takes the pictures. Then he's up in the helicopter, and he basically is like, "I'm gonna go there." He's five feet from Largo's house. He's like, "That's Largo's house." And then he's like, "My next, uh, my next stop." And then he make, and then my he next fucking, port of call. And then he pulls up, and then that's when the scene happens when he's. Display, he's like talking about Vargas, which yeah. is my favorite scene uh, in the movie. What does, he, just what so do do? Awkward. What, what does he do? I want a Vargas spinoff. Now, he visits the house and then he has to go. Why does he go back? He goes back because that girl gets taken? No, he goes back just to like investigate, and that's when he like drops his gun and becomes the worst spy of all time. He drops his gun, becomes the worst spy, and then they and then him and the guy fall in the pool and they close the pool cover. Yeah, and they're very careful not to get crushed by no pounds of pressure. <laughs> yeah, they they close oh, yeah. the pool cover and they release the sharks. He's like, opens the gates, and then they open the gate, and the shark starts to swim in, and then Bond stabs the guy he was fighting underwater. Yeah, he puts on his one of the the thing that Q gave him the breathing apparatus yeah, 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 yeah. that lasts yeah. for four. This is minutes. a breathing apparatus. You'll have four minutes four of oxygen, and then he's and then he basically just. It's pre-Jaws, so it's like, I don't know how scary sharks are, but it's like, he just sort of swims up to the, he opens the hatch, he opens the hatch, Mm -hmm. that's the weird part. They open the hatch on one side, James Bond opens the hatch on the other side, and apparently they had no way to open the hatch, so technically, the only way the sharks got into the pool was because James Bond opened the hatch. (laughs) And then it swims by him, and then he, remember? Well, I can tell you Yeah, but even hearing this, it's like... This is all happening in 20 minutes. They didn't tell him that the shark was going to be there, Connery, and this could be part of the reason why he didn't like doing movies <laughs> anymore. The me? first take, they it was some kind of accident, or they didn't tell him. I can't remember what it was, and he got really pissed. Cause, oh, like he opened the, he opened the door. Cause that, it, when he recoils his bond, that's really Connery. Oh, maybe that was the broccoli's going like, just send him to yeah. for real. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might. Well, the stunt guy or something, I don't know. That's when I that's when I made in my notes underwater bullshit this time with sharks. They yeah. swim. Well, there's the other underwater stuff, and they discover the plane, and they basically is like shoot one of them. Yeah, and then the other ones will to distract him from the helicopter. Yeah, right? and then and he doesn't know how long it'll last. But he swims through the tunnel with the sharks. Mm-hmm. He gets on the other side, and then he leaves. But then he gets out like, of that's there. It. I wrote yeah. down. I wrote down. He gets out of there. Then he goes and fucks Fiona, but she's all like, "Oh no, you didn't." 
<laughs> my notes got real tricky. Mine too. We have not done our due diligence. Uh, on this well, it's so hard to sit through. It is. It I is. cannot wait till the day we do a live commentary for this movie. Oh. It all blurs. It blurs together a lot. Yeah. Although, like, yeah, he leaves, he goes back. Well, they fuck. He fucks Fiona, right? Yeah. And then, and then they sort of like try to one up each other about who cared less about the fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and he's like, "Well, I totally fucked you, but I didn't care." And she's like, "Oh, well, listen, you thought I cared because I didn't fucking care even a little bit. I cared less than you about fucking you." And then he's like, "Well, I fucked you, but didn't really care. I less than that, even." Uh, I faked my orgasm. <laughs> then she takes a gun. Then well, that, he goes for his gun, and then the other guys come in. And he opens it, the door. He opens the door like in a sketch. Like when you open the door and like uh, a shark is there or something, you uh, know, like a land yeah, shark, and yeah. then he closes the door, and goes, <laughs> <laughs> "You're not gonna believe what's behind this door." <laughs> oh, I forgot that part. <laughs> well, that's when he gets taken into the car and then meets the yeah, and then they go through the parade guy, and then they go and to then kiss, kiss, like, bang, bang. Yeah, and then my favorite, I loved the way she got killed. Yeah. Uh. I love the way she got killed, and I also enjoyed the uh, way that he put her down at the table with the, that couple. Oh, the couple, yeah. and he's and like, "That's my dead. friend now. She's just dead." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. I love it. I love. I love J. Sean Connery's dumb puns. Uh, There's another really bad one in this movie. I forget what it is. I don't remember. Okay. Well, he says something when he kills. Then Var- I wrote. Then Bam Vargas <laughs> later on. I think he got the point. Was that what it was? Yes. Oh, hang yeah. on. I wrote that down. Because oh. then we have uh, Fiona dies. Then here's my notes exactly. Now we have long bullshit underwater. Then he runs into Domino for some reason underwater. Mm-hmm. Then they fuck. You can tell because of the air bubbles. Yeah, they meet up and then they go behind a rock and then they come together. They they drop down behind a rock and then all these bubbles go up to represent that like obviously he and they're fucking he, he that he started he ejaculates. I wrote, yeah. I wrote down she queefed. <laughs> 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 it was uh, it was ridiculous. Okay, and then I wrote down. Then he kills what's his face with a spear gun and then says, "I think he got the point." Yeah, which but I so so that I will say I was really disappointed because I really liked Vargas, but then I'm like, you send your henchman. He basically just drives up. He walks yeah, within. Yeah. He walks. He stands in plain sight with like a handgun, and then she goes like, "Oh, there's Vargas." Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, turns yeah, around. Yeah, you have a point. And shoots him with a spear gun. Which, by the way, it's a very good casual killing by Bob. It is. It is. So he has sex with Domino, and then decides to come up on shore underwater. Tell, sex. Yeah, and then yeah. tell her that her brother's dead. Yes, and well, hands her I the mean, watch and the, the dog tag. Right. He yeah, and then say, the "I need you to help me. <laughs> Stop sniveling. I need your help." <laughs> and then she says, "Promise me you'll kill him." Mm-hmm. And then his reaction is he kisses her. And then I wrote down. Yeah, he doesn't actually. And say, she has to kill him. She kills him. Yeah. But she's glad she killed him. I love that. That is her line. Guys, we're not there yet. Sorry. Sorry. We're not there yet. Sorry, sorry. Let's get there, Because my next, after you get the point, my next note was, oh, my God. That's the only word I I don't remember what happened, but I wrote down, oh, my God. Hmm. Uh, She she tells him, she's like, randomly, like, she goes, promise me you'll kill him, and he kisses her, and then she's like, I don't know if this will help, but there's a bridge that fucking... Patchy McPatch has a thing and got, they go over there like that. She just randomly pulls this like the next scene out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So then he goes underwater. 
Well, then he goes to the bridge. He punches guy. He dresses up. He goes under. It's not even an underwater lab. It's like a cave. It's mm-hmm. like a little cave where the bombs are. And then for 20 minutes, they load the the bombs onto the orange oh, yeah. bobsled. Slowly or, and meticulously. Yeah, because uh, they're atomic. So he's given her the camera that uh, it's a Geiger counter. <laughs> It'll click. And if it clicks, the bombs are on board. Then walk upstairs. It counts yeah. Geigers. How many Geigers are on this boat? Uh, so, yeah. But, oh, that's my fucking favorite. That was my other favorite part where she has the fucking Geiger counter and she drops it and then fucking Disco she, Volante Largo. Captain. Yeah. But Largo comes up and he's just like, oh, he's all pissed off and he grabs her and he fucking throws her and he pulls the strap off her oh, arm. Yeah. Which is like, and then, he's, and then he goes, and then he's like, he's going to torture and he's like, He's like hot, hot and, and cold. cold. Scientifically and applied. <laughs> Scientifically applied. He's got a fucking what handful of ice cubes. Does that mean? How? There's no science to that. What the fuck is he saying? I wrote down in big letters. Scientifically applied. It's not even that. Like if I tied you up right now, and I fucking said like I'm gonna fuck, like I'm gonna saw fuck you, and you're just like think of all the bad shit I could do to you. And I had a cigarette and a handful of ice cubes. Yeah. A cigarette you were. Like, like, like kind of already smoking anyway. Yeah. Whatever he does to me with a cig- cigarette will be soothed by the ice. <laughs> that, that'll help. Science dictates. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So <laughs> this is when some shit's going down. Then we see the guy that they have uh, gotten to uh, be the bomb guy. Mm-hmm. The, oh, the little nerdy guy. Yeah, yeah little the nerdy guy. nerdy guy. Who is essentially playing the same character as the guy in The Dark Knight Rises that is the only guy that can turn yeah. the thing into a nuclear bomb. Yes. Right. Yeah. Oh, God. Same I'm guy. Sorry on that. Um, but before that, remember when Bond goes, when he goes to the bridge and then he goes to where they get the bombs and then he gets trapped on the island and basically he's sitting in a cave and fucking yeah, he also the CIA guy is like flying. CIA guy is flying in the helicopter, and they're like, "We gotta find James." And then James shoots the flare, which is another thing that Q gave him. Yeah, I. But he also took the pill. Remember the, the homing pill? Yeah. Oh, was right that what that, it was? That's yeah. right. When he got out of the water, his shorts were soaking, and he goes down one set of stairs, and there is bone dry, bone dry. Well, I mean, who knows? It could have been Nike Dry Fit. Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> this guy with his <laughs> Nikes and his Omegas. It's Omega. I'm going to say Omega for the rest of my I life. I only say that because that's how Bond says that's it. That's how Daniel Craig says it. Whatever. I understand that the English people invented the language and thusly can pronounce things correctly, mm-hmm. and we don't, but come on. It's Omega. Okay. Let's be honest. All right. Are we honest with each other? Yeah, I suppose so. All, All right. Because right. do you... Think of it as a jaguar or a jaguar. jaguar. It's a jaguar. <laughs> I wear an Omega watch and drive a jaguar. <laughs> jaguar E type. The E is for elitism. Uh, okay. This now begins the least exciting, longest climax uh, in the history of films. It's true. Bar none. Yeah. Is it? You cannot. Tell me, there's a climb, there's a more or less boring climax. Because <laughs> what happens is he is picked up by Felix. Felix says, "Go, guys, go!" They open a carrier plane. They drop a massive amount of personnel out of this thing. They parachute yeah. out. Is this the this is the first Bond army on army fight? Because this recurs yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah. yeah. Have you? 
in your life ever seen a movie where <laughs> 20 guys parachute into a fighting situation and been more bored? No. Exactly. No. Because the, the, I mean, what I, happens is they parachute, and as soon as they hit the water, that bullshit slow garbage music starts. Yeah. 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 What? I, it's just, it's so infuriating, because it's not even like, it would have been better if they used that little, you know, the James Bond uh, doing getting stuff done theme, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 The that thing, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but they don't. They use the underwater music, and I wish that I could pull up that music and play it for you. Well, you mentioned earlier the to- toupee work, or someone did in this, and I'm convinced yeah. that there's a short scene in this underwater fight where something had gone wrong with his toupee, and they took a tuft and stuck it into his mask, and, you, and everything else is free, but there's just this one little band of hair that is stuck into his mask so it would keep it on his head. By know? the way, the big scene, the big climax here... When he's fighting uh, Vargas, I mean not Vargas, um, Largo, underwater, and his goggles get taken off, mm-hmm. and then he's like, oh, "I can't do anything. I can't possibly see." And then he just takes goggles off of a dead guy and puts them on yeah. underwater. You can blow it out. Yeah. You can blow the air out. Since when? Since 1972. Yeah. Then they made a law. Thank that you. You could do that. Thank you, Katie. She yeah. she agrees with me. No, you can. It doesn't yeah, you work. Can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, sure. It's a, no. it's an old. You're not an adventurer like me and Scott. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been uh, in a. She surfs with a mask. You surf with a mask on. Oh, so listen, guys. Tell I've, me how this I've killed works. A lot of Tell men. me how this works because I was very intrigued by this situation slash bothered. Let's Google this, but I'm almost sure. You I'm can pretty really sure you can. Like too, yeah. Have you guys cool. ever done it? I mean, we've done it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a movie snorkeling. theater, we've yeah. covered that. I'm not... Yeah, I, mean, I think I have. I think I I think you can have. do it. Let's... You let's, have to be able to do it. Yeah. Well, how do you do like it? A tight snorkel mask. How do you do it? You blow... You use your nose. You go... And it blows the water out. Yeah. There's a way... There's, there's a way to do it. If not completely all the way out, it's like... Because underwater, it's like if you do get it in there, there's a way to get it out. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'll, it's scientific. I'll trust you. I mean, we if, if we're scientifically this. applying the air we're, to the mask. scientifically... <clears throat> well, you're creating a pocket. Here we scientifically go. applied. <laughs> how, to, uh, how to clear a scuba mask of water. Underwater. Start by holding the top of the mask frame firmly against your forehead. You can do this with one hand placed in the center of the okay. mask, frame or finger. And doing blah, it. Blah, 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 blah. Begin exhaling slowly but forcefully through your nose. Then tilt your head up while continuing to exhale. If you have difficulty exhaling from your nose, it helps to imagine that you have some extra sticky, nasty boogers up your nostrils that you will need to blow out. Focus on your imaginary not- boogers and blow. And that'll do it? And Well, the internet never lies. Um, but don't email. This is another thing. Don't email in with the. Uh, I mean, I don't mind if you email in. I don't look at it. I do though. I answer these I know. emails. I know. And, and uh, oh, people will say yes or no whether you. Well, there's do there's it. some great great feedback, and I don't mean to be uh, disparaging of it, but there's some great people that bring great knowledge. But then there are also people that complain that we pronounce quantum of solace, quantum of solace, or vice versa. Or oh, you're shitting me. No, and things like there's that. There's a discussion of solace versus solace. Well, I mean, I think it's a word that could be pronounced both ways, so it's a preference thing. Yeah. So just quantum of solace. All with right. all due respect, none of that. Because he is soulless. I get it. Well, yeah, that was definitely what I was going for. I think I say soulless often, but sometimes I say solace. Do you really? Yeah. Say soulless? I've never heard you say I've never that. heard so- I've always oh, heard maybe solace. I'm wrong then. <laughs> I've always heard solace. Uh, also, solace, I know solace. that the internet uh, and everybody in England assumes that they're just saying ma'am really weird with an accent, 
but no. I'm not convinced of that either. I I'm am with not you, at all convinced of that situation. I don't give a fuck if you guys think you pronounce ma'am mum. No one in that movie is saying ma'am. I think they're saying mum. It's a. It's like a, a f- term of endearment for M. Yeah. We are, mom. what mom. we're doing right now, Scott, because this movie sucks, is we are now it's talking about previous movies. <laughs> let's, well, let's, let's, before we do up. this, let's wrap okay. up this movie. Uh, they have the underwater battle. Underwater bullshit like... battle. The bombs get blah, blah, blah. Everyone's shooting spears. I don't know how that's the best way to James kill James Bond uses his... He, he, Q gives him a tank yeah. that has like an orange like dye coming out of the back of it yeah. at one point as he rockets <laughs> Inconspicuous. Inconspicuous. As he rockets through and he's like slicing or pulling off masks why stuff. is it colored <laughs> why is it colored i don't know uh, but it goes on and fucking on remember when he's like going into the yeah. ship the best it just part too is the, the posture he strikes where he's got one knee yeah. bent and the other like, it's like it might as well be a cirque du soleil yeah, it's amazing yeah yeah it's pretty uh, ridiculous but it goes uh, on and on and on and on and on and on then they get up onto the uh, disco and uh, the light uh, speed traveling disco volante the disco volante that uh separates Mm. Separate. Awesome. It's like Star Trek. Yeah, Can it's like a saucer separation. Again. That was like a GI Joe toy. They would all do that kind of thing. Yeah, no, that was. I mean, I enjoyed the concept yeah. of it. Didn't understand why he wanted to release the smoke and then separate. Maybe to make to decoy the, the to maybe behind. to make everybody think that the boat that just came from in front of them that looked an awful lot like yeah, the yeah. front half of the Disco Volante wasn't the rest of the Disco Volante. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, he dumped a bunch of his henchmen too. They yeah, were stuck yeah. on the boat, and they kept fighting. There's right? some yeah. casual fucking henchmen when that boat when that watch the watch that movie just that scene and watch that half of the Disco Volante blow up. There's a stuntman on there. That just does not move and just oh. goes, oh, I guess I better jump off now. Really? After it's already blown up. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, so now we get onto the, uh, onto the Disco Volante. James comes in. The uh, nuclear scientist guy has turned. He's a turncoat. Mm-hmm. Turned on Spectre. He's helped... Uh, Domino get Domino untied or whatever. Because he's probably secretly in love with Domino. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She says, no, he's helped me. He's good. So then James is like, all right, great, I'll kill. And uh, then he gets in a fight up on the bridge. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to guess. He doesn't see Domino. James gets on the boat, yeah. gets right on the bridge, oh, right. and starts a yeah. slap fight oh, with yeah, a bunch yeah. of guys yeah. for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and then right when. On the bridge, after the ship is, has entered warp speed. Yeah. And then it's constantly steering towards rocks, and they're like, at the last minute, like, yeah. Yeah. when it's four feet from the rocks, and then. They're still slap fighting. Yeah. And then finally James goes down and Patchy, McPatch dude has the yep. gun on him yep. and you think he's going to die and then he gets speared. Yeah. And speared in the back. It's an awesome moment. And it's, it's domino. It is, yeah. It is a good moment. I think that's a great moment. Later mirrored in For Your Eyes Only, but not quite. Yes. Yeah. But now they have to. Well, he the falls control, on... He the falls, controls are jammed. Because he falls, he dies, he falls forward onto the wheel, and he somehow locks the the thing, and they're headed so, toward the rocks. Yeah. The controls are jammed, so they gotta, they gotta, they gotta abandon the ship. Scientist guy can't swim, so James gives him a little life mm-hmm. preserver and... It says, says, fuck off. Fuck off. Exactly. Throws him in there. They all jump off. Then uh, a ship comes by, drops the raft, uh... 
and the guy is just left there. The poor guy. The science guy is left there. He's just left there. That's right. He can't swim, and it's probably out in the middle of nowhere. And they then retrieve him a la Batman. And well, uh, no, he sends up like a Batman does it all a Bond. These are we're you coming up with a lot of things where Nolan borrows from Bond. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, and that's that's the movie that literally is the end of the movie. Yeah, well, the end of the movie is him holding on. I mean, him holding on to the girl, yeah, attached to a cable. Underneath a giant plane. How do they retrieve the person? Uh, they, they can't reel him in. Yeah, it wasn't With like what? the Batman thing, because it's just on one end is a balloon, and the other end is it's a, people. It, no, that's a real device. I know it is, but how do they get him in? But how do you reel him in? I think then that... That's how you catch That him. thing catches, and then I think that thing can reel them up, right? I mean, I assume it would. What the fuck would be the point of it? It's how you. I mean, like, why you still you, have to land. Know, at why do you have a problem with the scuba mask, but not this thing? Yeah, <laughs> because this thing I've seen in real life. Oh, I have not seen a. Scuba but have you mask seen it? In, have you in 1965? It, it just looked like it caught it and yeah. then basically picked them up. Yeah, that was an old. That was like a. That was a thing to retrieve people off the. I know they used to do that, but I. I always thought it was done a different. I don't know how they were. Look, I don't know, guys. I just don't know. Anymore. I don't. I don't think it's important. What's important is that this movie spends sixty-five minutes underwater. Yeah, it's a lot of underwater. And and then later on in another Bond movie, don't they get caught on the same kind of raft? But that James Bond is like, whoa, fucking, we can wait. Oh, like, James yeah, Bond we can is, wait an hour. Yeah. James Bond and ends, like do it. Yeah, ends is, like half of the movies on a raft. End on a raft too. Goldfinger ends on the ground with a parachute, and then they fuck. Where, there is another raft. Movie. Uh, tomorrow never it? dies. There's a raft. Is there? Yeah. Mm. Um. Mm. Anyway, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. What mm. matters is that we got through Thunderball. We did. We really did. Boy, what a piece of interesting cinema. Yeah, and it's gonna get tougher for me. I I'm not a I'm not a You Only Live Twice fan. When this, I like You Only Live Twice. It's it's I that's like, a long I like that Toyota that they turned into a convertible in the middle. Oh boy. Yeah. Is that the which one's the um, volcano lair? No, which one's the one set in like New Orleans or oh, Living Let Die? die. Yeah. Is that okay? Living Let Die, the best James Bond theme. Uh, this one was not good. I kept texting Matt. No, it like, wasn't. Oh good. my god, it's, it's, it's a rough really, one. Really, really not exciting. I have, I have noticed a lot of uh, correspondence where people are excited to hear this because they really like this film. So I'm curious about that. It's never been a favorite of mine. I don't uh, care for it. I yeah. know I know that a lot of people out there like it, and I can see there's there there are glimpses of really cool things that there's might some good happen. scenes. Yeah, like, I actually really really think somebody could take that movie yeah. and and just like you could cut that thing down uh-huh. and make it into something that would just be a little bit more gripping. It's yeah. just so slow that you're like you never feel threatened. That's right. Like there's no threat. Whatsoever. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I could. See, I guess. I guess if you know, in 1965, I guess that would be sort of like the most underwater you had seen. On oh, film. definitely. And jetpack, and yeah. you're seeing things that were blowing your mind. So in that sense, I'm sure it was a lot more interesting to us. Must but have been. we. Guys, we've grown up in a world where James Cameron goes to the Titanic for fun, and there's a movie about it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So it's, I think about that all the time, that we live in that time, all the time. The director of Terminator goes down to the Titanic. For fun. For fun. Just for funsies. <laughs> um, yeah. 
So that's Thunderball. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's address some of the uh, other stuff that we're getting a lot of. First, uh, let me start on a positive note by saying that uh, I would like to thank Glenn Weldon from uh, Pop Culture Happy Hour for shouting out about our podcast on NPR. Did you know about that? I did not know about and that. And he's wow. a great guy, and he's an author himself. Uh, he wrote Superman, the Unauthorized Biography, which I started to read and only haven't finished because I've been busier than a paisley bedsheet. Um <laughs> I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I just I had like to come pulse. up with something right now. Uh, but I can I can recommend it now. Uh, having only read a little bit, it's fantastic. If you're interested in Superman, that's and thank you, Glenn. I'll pick it up. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks yeah. for the shout out. Also, listen to Phoebe while you're mm-hmm. at it. Yes. Uh, yeah. So getting a lot of good feedback on these. A lot of uh, I'm gonna say bonkers people about this the goldfinger episode yeah we this did is the first in georgia episode we've recorded since that has come out right yeah, yeah. people were upset at people the were very upset because uh ali and georgia sort of took the stance of wow look how misogynist this is uh and i feel like accurately so it was goldfinger and it was 1964 and it was james bond yeah. of course that's what it was yeah and, and they it, didn't care for the fact that they pointed that out <laughs> this look yeah how do how's best to describe this um those of you that didn't comment were probably preaching to the choir, but those of you that did, many of them were great, wonderful, insightful comments. But there is a <laughs> it's a podcast, everybody. Yeah. It's a podcast. We're not doing this because we're rolling in money about it. Yeah. Like, we make zero dollars on this podcast. We just do it because we like James Bond. We like to hear what people think about James Bond, and, and you know, we like to sort of put it out there, sort of like yeah. our thoughts on James Bond. We do this genuinely because we love James Bond. And trust us to do different things with different episodes. And, and yes, maybe Allie and Georgia got a little acerbic, and it wasn't as fun an episode as the previous ones or the ones after. But is isn't that okay? Yeah. Aren't we fine. all going to be all right? Babies won't die. <laughs> and I've got news for everybody listening to this. I and Matt have talked about having them back to watch Casino Royale because I just want to see what they think of the modern James Bond because I yeah. find that interesting. Yeah. I find their point of view on the 60s James Bond very interesting and I would love to know their opinion on uh, this modern Daniel Craigian James Yeah, Bond. and because we had Maria and Amanda on for Casino Royale who loved it so much and those two were two good counterpoint episodes. Yeah. And uh, point counterpoint. And and we we wanted to do that. We knew we wanted to give both sides when yeah. after that first one happened. So again, trust us with that, but uh, it would be fun to have all four of them on if we want to do it. It would be interesting. It would be interesting. It would be interesting. I don't don't probably not going to happen. Yeah. But uh and uh, uh no reason to get yeah. disparaging in your comments. There were people that used the C word. Yeah. And you're just, you're an Get idiot. Get over it. It's you're just a idiot. podcast. And, yes, so maybe they got a little upset on the podcast. It's just a movie. You could say that, too. We had fun. We liked what they had to say. It's just a movie and it's just a podcast. Yeah. Just everybody relax and take a nap yeah. and then listen to the podcast. And if you hate an episode, guess what? Another one's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. Right, Scott? There's always another <clears throat> one coming. <laughs> <laughs> That being said, thank you for listening. And those of you that did write positive things, and even if you wrote... are people going to be upset that we that we called them rapey, or have you done no, that already? We've done that. Oh no, oh, okay, I mean, we're all well aware. But there were people that wrote critical things about. <laughs> so people that. are fine with it being rapey, but they're not yeah. okay with it being. Oh, as soon as, a, as soon as a female points that out, it becomes some fucking crazy, it's surprising, batshit. It's crazy, surprising. But the other thing was that it it wasn't even so much what they were saying. It was like. There were some comments, again, these are just some people that were like, 
you took the fun out of my podcast. How could you do that? And oh, right, right, There was right, an entitlement right. issue. Oh, the fun of, killers? Yeah, or, or just like this. The, nobody's entitled to anything. We appreciate all the listening, but just, you know, tune uh, in. and Technically, I don't know who owns this podcast. <laughs> yeah. God. God owns this podcast, yeah. guys. Anyway, I don't. I didn't know that when I signed on because I was. Oh, you didn't know you were on a controversial podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is a. Uh, no, it was. I listen. I like. I love Allie and Georgia. They're personal friends, and and uh, don't call my friends cunts. Yeah, because that's really fucked up. We wouldn't do that to your friends. Comment guy. Yeah, comment guy sixty three, pity fucker ninety seven, whatever your name is. <laughs> Again, we're, we're probably preaching to the choir, but it is a good lesson about internet comments. You don't always have to sound off. Well, yeah, I mean, especially if you're going to drop that. Yeah. The C word? I don't know if the, yeah, if you're going to drop the C word, I don't know if the Nerdist page has ever seen the C word really? in the comment. Yeah, because really? I come from the Super Ego podcast where we don't deal with issues or anything like that. It's like a narrative thing, and all we ever get is just discussion about, like, what happened like we don't ever get comments on why or how yeah. or anything like that you know katie have you ever seen anyone get called a cunt on our boards it no. was twice twice it happened yeah oh good we got rid of one so there might be just one more sitting up there i don't understand i don't know yeah. just have fun enjoy the exactly. fucking podcast exactly because it makes it more f- i know you didn't have fun on that episode some of you but it makes us more I fun, had fun for doing us. it i did i don't mean you i meant the the listeners oh. some of the listeners well, listen uh but we stopped to have we stopped having fun when, when people start making that weird critical thing like that you know i don't mind oh well listen i don't mind critiques like if we're meandering too much or something like that i don't mind that but no i i just mean those nitpicky yeah don't like, insult the guests yeah I guess. I mean, yeah. it's Scott. You can insult yeah. Scott. That's fine. Please, oh, I don't care if people do. do it all the time. Please yeah. do. Scott just doesn't. Please I, do. I, it's, I want every comment to have the word cunt in it. <laughs> as many uses uh, as possible. Um, yeah, and uh, we... I just feel like we had to have a family meeting. On yeah, we just have so We don't ever want to have any more family meetings. That's the point. Yeah. I don't want any more family Because it's meetings. a podcast. And it makes me feel awkward. We, I roll out of bed. Matt comes from the gym. Scott yeah. comes from jerking people off at the movie theater. Yeah. And which we, is a full-time job. And we sit yeah. down and we have a good time with it. Yeah. And that's, that's what we like to keep. <laughs> I, uh, no, I genuinely, uh, I love doing this podcast. It's yeah, a great podcast. Too. It's, uh, it's not, I mean, it's no feed, but well. I mean, it's a pretty good podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me and making me watch Thunderball. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to do that to you. And if you, almost owe you a better What episode was it where we went off on Thunderball on Phoebe? Do you remember? I think was it was like was three it, episodes ago. I can't remember. Was it 23? That sticks in my mind. 23, yeah. I think it was 23. Yeah, go listen to, if you want to hear more of Scott and I, we invented a character, the guy that's uh, from the 60s that's genuinely excited to see underwater footage. And if you want to hear him be excited, just yeah. amazing. Go check out Phoebe episode 23. We do some heavy. There's actually, James Bond comes up a lot on Phoebe. Well, I don't know how it wouldn't. Yeah. We fucking well, talk about it all the time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and even when we're not feeding. Yeah, we do. No matter where we are. You we're... got the watches. You got the laser. Um, yeah. So listen to Phoebe. Listen to Super Ego and uh, listen to this, yeah. which you're already doing. So that's good. <laughs> and James Bonding will return in, in Die Another day. day. We don't have a guest for this one yet, do we? No, uh, I, my girlfriend genuinely loves the oh, movie. Oh, that's good, yeah. and I'm so confused by that. I will have a lot to talk about <laughs> with that movie because it may be my favorite Brosnan to watch because it's 
you know me, I don't. Oh, love it's the so bad. And yeah. Katie, is that the Lee Tomahori one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I recommend Katie, you check it out before we do this podcast because it is that bad. Yeah. It's like an episode of How Did This Get Made? The problem with this movie is that it's as bad as Diamonds Are Forever, but it hasn't dated itself enough that it doesn't feel like a vintage bad movie. It yeah, just feels... it's just something you can sit and make fun of for hours. Yeah. And uh, Halle, Halle Berry should have her Oscar taken away mm. for her performance in Die Another Day. Yeah. That's I mean, true. but shouldn't she technically have her Oscar taken away from every performance other than the one <laughs> she won for? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Although she's great in swordfish. I'm uh, just kidding. Nah. Her boobs are, though. No, her, her boobs, boobs are great. great. Her boobs are great as she's walking down the street wherever she is right now. No, it's like, she's a new you can't mommy, take out away from her. Congratulations, Hallie. You can never take it away from her. Uh, as much yeah, as so you want listen to. to that. The, um, yeah. When the stuff's happening, Matt and I are discussing possibly doing a live James yeah. Bonding. Yeah, we may. Should we talk about that at all, or we do you want to? Keep well, it? if we talk about it, then maybe Janet and uh, the Cole will be forced to have us. <laughs> you talking about, are you talking about uh, View to a Kill? Or are you talking about Sketchfest? Talking about Sketchfest. Oh, okay. We figure, why not? We'll probably both be up there anyway. Yeah. Maybe I, there'll be a venue around. Yeah, I'm and then saying. we've talked about a live View to a Kill because we yeah, have because so many we have people. so many people that want to do a View to a Kill. Uh, Guest episodes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bonkers. I'm trying to remember who now. It's, it's Hardwick. Paget Brewster. Brewster. I feel like, uh, who else was I talking to that wanted to Oh, Colin to do Hanks. It? Yeah, Colin wanted to do it too. Yeah, it's so, you know. Yeah. 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 Good. I really wanted to do Thunderball. <laughs> yeah, he nailed it. Well, we're all about making wishes come true. So. <laughs> Scott, we'd uh, love to have you come back on sometime if there's uh, if Oh, Scott, I want you to come back on for Never Say Never Again. That's not a bad idea. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. yeah. I would watch it yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. That's it'll Kim be, Bassinger, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it'll be a few. I mean, and Rowan Atkinson is Q, right? And Klaus Maria Brandauer is maybe one of the best Bond villains ever. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, look forward to that. We will uh, address Never Say Never Again uh, with three pairs of eyes that have freshly seen Thunderball. Yeah. What are we doing to yeah, ourselves? That's a good idea. That's a great idea. Uh, thanks for bonding. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Scott. Thank you. Do you feel bonded? I do. I feel like, I feel like, I'm, I, I feel like I don't want to leave. I don't want it to stop. No reason. Well, we can do a feed right keep now. You, we're behind. you just want to go to the movies, <laughs> guys? Let's all go see Gravity and jerk each other off. I'll jerk you off during a podcast too. It doesn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> follow us at James Bonding Pod on Twitter. Uh, follow at Matt Gorley. G O U R L E Y. Uh, at Scott Moser is at S M O S I E R. There's no one or anything, right? It's just Smoser. No. Follow Smoser, and uh, you can follow me at Matt Myra M I R A, and fucking follow KT Money over yeah. there. Uh-huh. KT Money Penny. I think it's KT Money, right? KT underscore Money, our very own Money Penny. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> 
Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Jesus! I mean, Jazos! (laughs) Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips Tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.